G'day golfers. Ever found yourself redirecting blame and making excuses after having an absolute shocker on a golf course? I know that I have. Range was closed, I was a little cold, didn't warm up, I hit it in those three old divots. Then we have the podcast for you. We focus on how to fundamentally own your swing. Strike it pure and consistently shoot in the 70s. Be it if you're a weekend hack, retired and playing daily, a school phenom or a tour professional. We present and discuss facts and physics pertaining to golf, trying to keep our ego and opinion at bay. We dispel myths such as keep your head down, bend your knees, or my all-time favourite game improvement irons. So stop drinking that mythical Kool-Aid and have a sip of ours. I think you'll find it both inspiring and refreshing. I'm Scott Young, founder of Swing, PGA professional and ex-tour player. And together with physical therapist Dr. Sean Joyce, welcome to Pivot the Path. Welcome to Pivot the Path. SJ. Good morning. Another week. How are you, sir? Doing great. We're playing golf this week, so I'm pumped. We are playing golf. We just moved uh, SJ's clubs here. So, mate, bringing your clubs in for a bash. What are we playing for this Friday? Oh, that's a good question. We've got to decide. So, it's Thanksgiving week when this will air. So, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Going upstate. Oh, uh, nice. Take the dog, go go to a little cabin, a couple hours drive and just unwind. Oh, very cool. What do you guys yeah. traditionally do last couple of years? Last few years, we've been in the city here. So just meet with friends, really. Anyone that so, doesn't SJ, have family you, around. Marie's family's from? The Netherlands. Yeah, south of the Netherlands. So do they do Thanksgiving? Do they do an no. honorary Australian? I know that no. our family do the honorary Australian Thanksgiving. And yeah. when Rosie and I first got together, now they're like our brush. Yeah. Yeah, so they don't they don't observe, but uh, hey, that's okay. And where um, are your folks? They are back in Denver, suburb of south of Denver. So uh, they live on a golf course now. Oh. They love it. They they play as well, which is is great. So when I go back, I get to bring my clubs, go play some golf. Fantastic. Yep. So shout out to Thanksgiving uh, weekend to you all. What do you guys do? What do you what will you be cooking, you and Marie? So we're going to a place that's going to have a Thanksgiving service. So oh, we're just nice. going to hang back and eat. That's solid. Yeah, we got the easy job. Yeah, yeah. And what nice. about you guys? Are you sticking so around? So we usually, Rosemary usually cooks up an absolute storm. Nice. So Abuelita uh, goes ballistic on all the pumpkin pies, oh, apple nice. pies. Yeah, you got to have them. I've recently, and we had a good joke about this, planted two apple trees. So oh, yeah. Next Thanksgiving, we will have... Uh, apple pie from our own apple trees. That's amazing. Unless I planted them incorrectly and then we'll yeah. have nothing. Yeah, we'll see next year. We'll check back in. <laughs> check back in. So, mate, how's the week? Work-wise, good? Yeah, really good. Yeah, busy? Um, yeah, busy. We got our, our group trainings wrapping up this week. So, we're playing so this Friday with Bill. We're who's playing this Friday. He's done our, group training. JB was one before. And Bill's, yep. why don't you talk a little bit about about Bill and yeah, his age. And Bill's been interesting. So he came in, history, some really sore lower back, knees. Have, he said he's had tendonitis for decades at this point. Uh, so he was a little bit reluctant to just jump right in and, and get moving and using the parts of his body that he's been avoiding for a while. Which is what mainly? Knees, lower back. So I think he just gets, he's pretty stiff, uh, again, sitting in a desk. So his bucket would be lacking mobility a little bit? little bit in yep. areas, but also some stability needed. So he's, he's a bit of a blend, but he's came in and, and done awesome with it. Yeah, you know, well. since he told me what he's been struggling with over the years, was able to make some adjustments, make sure we protect the knees back as we go through it. And he's been in here striping balls afterwards, yeah, which is great. He's, he's, he's so moving he came well. to us outside three, outside four, face open, left it open through impact. And now he's coming from the inside three, four, 
and he's releasing the club and he's added about 30 yards at the age of 55, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And higher and straighter. So we're taking Bill, uh, SJ, myself, and another Aussie. Actually, mate, you're going to be outnumbered. I'm going to be heavily to outnumbered, one. yeah. Aussie to <laughs> actually, we like, we say SJ's in a closet Aussie, but but you're going to be outnumbered three to one That's Aussies. Right. I since I've been in New York City, I, I find awesome. find myself surrounded by Aussies yeah, often. I don't know what it we're, is. It's, we're like an infectious plague. Yeah, it must be. It. <laughs> uh, and Higo, who's off about five, so he's uh, he's just started a new job. We're trying to get him back practicing again. He kind of went MIA for a couple of months, but he's back. Good. So today, what are we talking about? Golf clubs. And your old man, your old man still plays a bit, right? Yeah, he does. Uh, His birthday today, actually. So happy birthday to Miles, if you're listening. Miles, Mr. Joyce, thanks for creating number number dos. Yeah, but he'll be interesting to tie into this just when we talk about golf clubs, which I think every golfer loves. Uh, You know, there's a lot of different age groups, levels of skill. And so I think it's important for everyone, no matter what level you're at, to have an idea of how you get the clubs, you know, on your side. Absolutely. So Miles in a bucket, what, where's, where's he kind of at? Um, on the stiffer side. Okay. So pretty strong. He's always been strong. Now I think he's had some injuries in the past. And so he, he'd be a little bit more stiff, tight. Um, so not a huge Coast turn. Guard there for a while. Yeah. Coast Guard. He raced bikes, road bikes, uh, Ooh, big raced legs. sailboats, big legs, tight yeah, hip flexors. big strong legs, hip flexors. Yep. For sure. So, um, and then just had history, a bunch of injuries. Um, so you mentioned one accident. Stiff. We were talking about what we're going to talk about today, yesterday. And you mentioned one accident, uh, that your dad had whilst in the, in the Coast Guard with a parachute or yeah i got dragged down a, a landing strip by another plane caught his uh parachute after landing off, <laughs> off doing a jump and somehow managed to free himself before it took off into the air but uh the guy's got some stories he's got some sto- is he writing a book <laughs> he should yeah. uh but as we talked about the other week you know all that stuff plays a role now in what his golf game looks like yeah, more so, seriously absolutely so his yeah, bucket yeah. is a little stiff in joints yep uh pretty mobile if he's been active Pretty good, yeah. Uh, but again, it, the nature of his work, he's sitting in the car a lot, driving around the city doing stuff, so he gets tight. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So what's, he, what's your old man playoff, roughly? He probably plays off somewhere in 15 to 20 range. Okay. Yeah. So we are coming to you today f- about golf clubs, and it's kind of the elephant in the room, and it's the backbone of my business is to to present a a, a business that's very honest and You've joined us and, and you've, your honesty with movement is terrific. And the golf club, I think, is the most little known about the entire game. And considering that's the implement that gets the enjoyment at yeah. its highest. So swing's a little different because our business and rev model is not solely focused on selling clubs. So what that's allowed us to do is have a slightly different opinion than most. Most golf facilities have as they're driving revenue selling golf clubs. Yeah. Our driving revenue is explaining that group training is the most important uh, together with golf lessons. Golf club is the vehicle that hits the ball, but unfortunately there's a lot of disinformation. As the podcast alludes to, it's always high and tight on facts. Yeah. So what we thought we'd do is explain the facts and physics of uh, what we call gear effect which is really important. Actually, if I can get you to grab that arrow there, SJ, that would be awesome. And gear effect is is what the entire game is about at the point of impact, and, and most people don't know what occurs. So 
I've got two golf clubs in my hand and for the video on YouTube, you'll be able to see this, but we'll explain it with audio as well. One golf club is a blade and one golf club is not a blade. Now, gear effect occurs, and we don't want this to be boring because you're on your train coming into the city or driving around Chattanooga or wherever this comes to you <laughs> in Sydney. We want this to be fun and light, but there is a pretty serious component. Yeah. Gear effect occurs when the strike point of the club is different to the mass of the implement. So if the mass is very thick, i.e. all these foam fill golf clubs of every brand, mm -hmm. because the foam fill golf club has a bigger mass, where the ball strikes the face is different to the center of mass. And when the center of mass and the strike differs, the club face changes. It's called gear effect. Yeah. It swings really cool is we look at it on the videos yeah, all day it's long. It's super helpful it's too. It's super helpful. Yeah. Most times people hook the ball because of gear effect. And if you're not looking at it, so again, we want to keep this light, but when you're looking at data, as you hit the toe of the face and the face opens clockwise for a right-hander, say this mm -hmm. again, you've got a stationary ball, the club's coming in at, let's call it 100 miles an hour just for round numbers. Yep. As 100 miles an hour hits a stationary ball, there's a reaction. Now, if you hit the middle of the face like a golf pro, ball comes out at with a little bit of loss of speed, let's call it 90 miles an hour of ball speed because you've got 10, 10 miles an hour of attrition. Okay. If you hit the face in the middle, that attrition is less. If you hit the face in the heel or the toe, as the toe of the club is hit, the ball rolls up the face, the face opens. As the face for a right-handed golfer rotates clockwise, the ball spins counterclockwise and hooks. But you're actually opening the face to hit a hook. And most golfers don't know that. Yeah. And, and certainly all our swing guys are like, oh, I've got to stop releasing my hands for a right-hander because I'm hooking it. Well, no, actually, you have to release your hands. Yeah, yeah it's counterintuitive it's a lot of It's counterintuitive. Yeah. So for a lefty out there, if I turn this upside down, as a lefty hits the middle of the face, the ball retracts straight. Mm -hmm. If a lefty hits the toe or the heel, if a lefty hits the toe, the face goes counterclockwise, which puts a clockwise spin on the ball. So gear effect is super important. I wrote a paper for NYU Hospital Biomechanics about five years ago, and we look at gear effect on our videos all day. Yeah, and so it's every, every swing you see the slow-mo of impact. So it's like you just get ball, club, face, super slow, and you can see exactly what's happening. It's really fascinating if you haven't seen that before. Cause what did it, you think of that when you came in? That was kind of the hook, I hope. Yeah, so at first I, I said, oh, that's really cool, but I didn't really understand how that tied into what was gonna be the result of my ball flight and shot eventually. But then as you start looking at and matching up the two, you realize how important the strike oh, is, sure. but then how your club is affecting it. So based on what kind of club you're hitting, like we're talking about today, that gear effect is gonna change a bit. Absolutely. So for most golfers, if you're using data, tech, if you're using a radar, if you're using that box that sits behind you, it has zero idea of gear effect. Mm -hmm. And so you can, as a golfer coming outside in, using your th thoracic spine, steepen, steepen across, the, across the line. For a right-hander, outside in moves the ball left. For a left-hander, it should move the ball to the right. And then depending on what you do with your face and hands. But with a, with a radar-based system, if you're coming outside in for a right-hander and you open the face and hit the toe, you can actually hit perfect draws starting right and hooking, but coming outside in with horrible technique. Yeah. And that's a difference with us, isn't it? It's one thing that you love 
as a golfer, SJ's got his clubs here. You're going to belt some after, uh, yeah, after us can't before, wait. before a patient. And so that allows us to take a step back and be super honest. And we're brand agnostic here. Yeah. Uh, but we like to be high and tight on facts. So we believe, and now for the controversial drum roll, yep. we believe that game improvement irons are actually blades because when you have a small club head, and we're actually showing this on YouTube, when you have a small club head, there's less gear effect than when you've got a clunky iron. And the difference I'm holding up is uh, my, my favorite irons are the Mizunos. And it's the small clubs that actually really allow less gear effect. Yeah. And that's so important. And, and so we believe that the clunky clubs that are filled with foam actually are shot improvement, no doubt about it. It will get a better shot, but it actually detracts from your game. Over time, if you hit a hook opening the face, then that's going to get worse and worse and worse as you as you practice. Yeah, so I think the Have difference... Have I got that upside down or is that explained all right because that's quite I technical i think that makes some sense i think just to like sum it up you know because you have such a so much knowledge about the clubs and what's going on when you say game improvement versus shot improvement i think that's where the difference lies in the two so when we compare them I and you take the you know cavity back more forgiving club as people call it on the shot you're hitting it's going to help the ball center back towards where you want it to go yeah right but then the blade we call game improvement because rather than on the shot that you're hitting it trying to correct the faults in your swing it forces you to learn how to make a better swing at it and then and take with less gear back. effect the the actual flight of the ball is based on your path and your face not on the club compensating for you know issues going on in your swing. <laughs> that's why you're a doctor <laughs> oh i'm just taking the kind of step back look at it because i don't know as much about clubs as you so to me it's nah. You know, blades are going to help you learn to create a better swing and your game will improve because of that, as opposed to, well, this is the swing you got. It's funky, but these clubs will help the you know shot that you want to show up anyways. Because I think our business model is to get you a set of clubs that's correct, mm -hmm. that last you 20 years, whereas a golf shop or a some some other um, golf uh, retailers, whether it's on course or off course, their job is to get you five trades or, f or five deals within 10 years. Our trade or our business is to get you one, get you the right set of clubs, last you 30 years. Yesterday, yeah. we had a chap who had uh, PXGs. They were brand new. They were generation three. Costly at that time. And costly. And you were here actually when this happened and we got him into what was 40-year-old Mizuno blades. Yeah, we looked them up. 1981 model. 1981. And they look sweet. Yeah. They're super pure, soft as can be. Uh, but I always find it fascinating. People walk in here, we're on the ground level in New York City, really busy area. And so people walk in, they say, well, do you, do you do club fittings? Well, we right. do club fittings, but it's not as in old school. Yeah. 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 Not yeah. as you sit in the bay and okay, try the shaft. I'm not going to give you head. 50 shafts. You say, okay, these are options we have. We need to fit you with a club that's going to help you be forced to put a good swing on the ball and improve your technique and the way your body is swinging that club, as opposed to. You know, let's keep you swinging like that and the club will do the work so for I you. So I think Rosemary on the way in here this morning said a great point. And uh, what I love about hopefully this podcast is that we're open to Rosemary doesn't play golf. And she said to me, but hang on, buddy. Some people just want to treat themselves. Yeah. And I think, and it was like us driving. It was bucketing down with rain and there's people going over. It's four in the morning. And I thought, wow, that's a great point. If you're that golfer who wants to treat themselves, all our podcast is suggesting is 
stop drinking the Kool-Aid like our intro and actually ask yourself what the math and physics are of what you're about to do. We got yesterday Sean, actually Sean is, is this chap's name, we got him from an offset PXG to a 40-year-old blade. We're going to custom build them, so I build and I've got a team around us who are, who are, who are building our gear. We're putting him from 125 gram stiff shaft mm -hmm. to a 95 gram X flex. Mm -hmm. And his first comment was, I'm going to hit them shorter. I'm like, well, that defies physics because one thing that you and I've done, which is really fascinating with our group training is yeah. got them to swing the speed stick. Yeah. And that always, what happens there when they, they swing that, that super heavy one, 125 gram X flex, their speed is slower than a light flex. Yeah. That always gets people messed up. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the speed stuff, especially the sticks, it's all neurological, the changes you're trying to make. So it's kind of your body adjusting to what you're holding in your hand. Um, but I do think the, the shaft flexibility is, is quite interesting thing because I think when people hear X flex, they, they think, oh, okay, well that means I've the ball's going to go further. X. I have to swing this hard. And if I understand correctly from what you, you taught me about the shafts and the the weight and the stiffness, it's all about dispersion, dispersion. actually. Dispersion, absolutely. So a, a stiffer shaft. Yeah, I'm, I'm learning a few things as we go here. Um, it's absolutely dispersion. Yeah. So, Speed's largely irrelevant. Yeah, and so the, the stiffer the shaft doesn't necessarily mean, okay, the, there's going to be a faster ball speed or anything, but it's going to make where the ball's spraying left and right less way more dispersion. consistent. What's the, the facts of, of the golf? Shaft is less. Yeah. Face must be closed to path. As soon as you get a shaft that has dispersion, the face is going to open and close, usually opens. Mm -hmm. And then once that face opens to path, you're a shot duck. Yeah. And then we get back to, well, guess what? Gear effect comes back. So now I've got a shaft that's flexing. As the shaft flexes, the face opens. Therefore, I'm going to hit the toe. Ball speed reduces because as the face opens, the ball slides up the face, believe it or not. And again, guys and girls, this isn't coming from Scott and Sean's philosophy. This is coming from video that we both watch 14 hours a day. We yeah, watch gear effect all day long. And so the first comment from, from uh, other Sean yesterday was, but I'm going to hit them shorter. And mm. I actually said, buddy, ironically, you're going to hit a lighter 25 grams. That's huge. Lighter golf shaft that's twice as stiff, longer than your current shafts. And that kind of blew his mind. So. Yeah. We're, uh, we're just trying to explain the math and physics rather than, than most people. This is how most people buy golf clubs. What is Rory using? What is John yeah, Rahm using? Like, oh, that shaft, the Ventus one, that looks cool. Yeah. But it's like, is, is that actually going to be helpful for your game? Yeah, exactly. Or is he actually using it or are they spray painting it? Because the, the industry is, is full of smoke and mirrors. So what pivot the path is and i think it's extremely different is that i went through a list i went through the european tour the pga tour and the lpga tour of 10 top three on each and obviously uh, rory and john Rahm overlap on us yeah. and pga tour uh we've got four guys and girls using blades and we've got 10 using non-blades yeah and of those 10 using non-blades uh most of them are getting paid yeah so i don't know them personally i don't know uh, for instance, who's using? So John Rahm's using the Callaway, the big, the big chunky. The TCB plays. That's it. Yeah, he is Which, actually. Yeah, Jason. So, well done, you. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I mean, playing hockey and lacrosse, and now in golf, I love the the equipment and stuff. It's fun, but it's easy to get sucked into the trap. All this new one's going to change my game. Yeah, and, no. 
Your swing doesn't change when you what buy a new What do we do with clothes. you? Let, let's pivot a little bit as yeah. we do here. So, Sean, Sean, I joined us, uh, what, 16 months ago. And what did you have mm -hmm. in the bag then? I was playing actually similar to John Rom, the Callaway X-Forge CB. Yeah, yeah. Slight, he has a little slimmer one, yeah. Yeah, slightly chunky, but not a blade. And then I think within a couple of months, I was like, mate, let's get you into blades. Yeah. And you I had big, heavy shafts too. Yeah, 130 grammers. Yeah. You're a big dude, but we've gone to 105, about 100 gram. Yeah. And you're hitting it, I mean, it's so much faster. And yeah. what about the blades? Where and I've put got your tailor-made P730 blades. Beautiful that golf You clubs. played on tour with yeah, a long time, Yeah, beautiful right? golf club. I saw them in here. They were sitting in the bag. And, and Scotty has all blades all over this place. And, and Only here, blades. Yeah, you can grab grab whatever you want and hit it, which I always like trying new things out. And a couple of days I picked those up. I was like, these are sweet. And so you ended up, you know, very grateful, throwing them my way, putting some new shafts yeah, and grips on them. Yeah, we put some new shafts and, uh, in them, yeah. They're awesome. I love them. Yeah. Uh, but at first, there's this big stigma in the golf industry about, oh, blades are scary. Yeah, you're not good enough to hit them. It's absolute garbage. Yeah, yeah. And so garbage. for me, I had that thought. I was like, oh, well, you know, I, I need the help with the clubs. But actually, the blades helped me way more than the other clubs ever did. And so now I, I love them. I, I wouldn't want to play anything else. Um, the look of them is awesome. They feel great. The stiff shaft really made a big extra difference. Stiff, yeah. So we've put yeah. Sean in at about 100 gram extra, extra stiff. So I actually short shaft them. So I put, so in my current clubs, I have, I have blades. Actually, we've got them here. Put my six iron shaft into a six iron head. And with you, I basically shorted them. So I put your six iron shaft, which is a shorter shaft, into your five iron, which plays a lot stiffer. Okay. So they would be too stiff for me because I'd have to generate a little more speed. Um, and remember, speed is not the derogatory or the, sorry, not the derivative of how one should fit. It's load, how you load the golf club. Mm -hmm. So you being six foot two and super strong, you're going to generate more load. So Getting back to your original comment of club fitting, we love club fitting in here, but we don't do the whole 60 shafts show and dog and pony show. Yeah. I have three shafts. Yeah. And if we talk ladies, ladies are even more fascinating. The first thing we do in our club fitting is we look at internal rotation. Mm -hmm. Now, here's a bit of an interesting fact. As you know, most ladies have far more internal rotation. Yeah. Therefore, they can generate more rotation. Mm -hmm. Therefore, they can generate a different load. Yeah. Every lady that joins through our front door has ladies' clubs. Yeah. And we've never fit ladies' clubs in here. Yeah. We put our ladies into men's regular, but really light, about yeah. 60 grams. Okay. And that unfortunately doesn't exist. So we have to custom make all our ladies' clubs. We usually grab eBay heads for, you know, 200 bucks. Yeah. And then we spend a little bit more money on fine tuning them. And yeah. This is really nice. So how yeah. do you feel them responding to that club that's really not? available for them it's the not available the golf industry yeah. don't talk to ladies uh how they should because they talk to them and put them in a bucket of you're a lady you should have pretty pink shafts with ladies ladies flex mm -hmm. no we've never we've never uh built a lady set of golf clubs in here so how do they react they are very um standoffish i'm like oh these are these are stiff. I, my girls, my thirteen-year-old, my eleven-year-old, and my ten-year-old—they love their golf. We have them in blades. It's awesome. They use the old Cleveland uh, Cleveland uh, number ones, and they have men's regular flex. Okay, they're light though. They're like fifty grams, sixty okay. grams. Nice. Yeah, so, so you feel, and I guess if we sum up the whole recipe, kind of of how you help 
people build clubs is is lighter shaft but stiffer lighter because it travels faster yeah that's a that's a conundrum like with those speed sticks yep. less mass you can swing it faster and then more of a blade type head where gear effect is mitigated that's it but, so it's flex it's how yeah. we want the club to flex because we get the ladies into a stiffer golf glove there's less dispersion mm -hmm. remember ladies have more because of the, the physiology of how they're built wider pelvis and so forth they have more hip rotation at their disposal yeah. And so it's crazy to fit a lady who's got more hip rotation than a man into super whippy clubs because the face opens all day long. Mm -hmm. And so our Korean community who we love in here, we've got about 50 Korean ladies who are members here. And every one of them, we get out of their ladies clubs and into men's regular, actually men's stiff a lot of the time, yeah. but super lightweight. Yeah. It's really cool. So we're loving that. Since we are talking about my dad earlier, uh, the one thing that's interesting I think to hear from you too for someone so now he's you know in his mid 70s those age group typically are stuck in really flexi shaft too they absolutely. throw them in okay senior flex shaft absolutely uh, what would you recommend for for someone like that so if you just take a step back and say well how would people fit nine times out of ten the fitting component is hit 10 shots to warm up Mm -hmm. There's no physiologically, there's no get warm. Hit 10 shots like at a PGA Superstore or, or, or Club Fitters. Most males will come over the top because they're tight. Yeah. And so if you're coming outside in, thoracic spine leading hips, the, claf, the shaft then is flexing and creating more load at the top of the swing and less at impact. The face is moving less left and the angle of attack is really steep. So what the golfer does, or the person fitting them, he puts a super whippy shaft, which then opens the face, so it counters the outside in. It creates loft, which counters the outside in, yep. and it gets the ball flight in that particular moment improved. Yeah. But it's fundamentally reinforcing that that golfer has to come outside in. So for your dad, the first thing we do is internal rotation. Yeah. What's his mobility like? Yep. And then I would argue... We've got to keep the weight down because he's probably lost a little bit of strength. Sure, yeah. So we keep that weight to around 60 grams, 65 okay. with his irons, but we make them stiff. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Makes a lot of sense. So. And we get rid of the club head and we get him to, to blades. Yeah. Miles, blades, dude. <laughs> yeah, we got to set him up. <laughs> I know he's got some pretty pretty chunky ones right now. Yeah, so, just uh, again, just the chunky. When you hold the club up, there's two things you can't have. One is offset, which is why I love Mizuno so much. Virtually none of their clubs have offset. And if you're not sure what offset is, I've got a club head here, which I'm obviously holding in front of the mic. If I hold the club face up, I want the leading edge and the outside left edge. So for a right-handed golfer, it's the left edge of the shaft to be one straight line. When the club face is set behind the leading edge of the shaft, it's called offset, which means the face orientation has a predisposition to being open. Yeah. And remember to play good golf, the face has to be less than path. So I would say conservatively based on our demographic, 60% of golfers have offset club faces in their bag, which is absolutely horrendous. Yeah. So the first thing is whether you drink the Kool-Aid of blades or not, that's fine. But you can't have offset. That's yeah. just destroying. And so game. that's just gives the face some time to close. 
the face is naturally open. So when you're outside in, if the face is offset, outside in with a square face, the ball's traveling for a right-hander left. For a mm -hmm. left-hander, it's traveling right. And so an offset face just straightens the ball flight up. Yeah. But it reinforces poor habits. Yeah, That's yeah. why most people get worse as, as age goes on. So I guarantee if you put some blades in your hand and actually get the right shaft and have them built correctly, which shouldn't cost you a bomb, yeah. We're doing Sean's Mizuno's for about 700 bucks in his hand. Yeah, it's great. PXGs Compared to those PXGs. Three and a half grand. Oh, who knows? Yep. Big uh, change. Big change. Uh, so that's that's what the, the physics of. And then the golf club head with drivers and three wood. So, you know, this is always, this is my original gamer. This is what I play tournaments with. Thanks, so awesome. Pre-queue the US Open next year. It's a 36-year-old Callaway. Technology has not changed. So this is titanium metal. The only big change is recently with this twist face. And again, most people are not sure what a twist face is. So let, let's dive in here. This a is bit. all the, the tailor-made clubs. Yeah. And Woods their method have this is, twist face for the last, how long has it been? Five uh, I think years? It's about five or six yeah. years. When I hit the toe of the face, the face for a right-handed golfer, the toe is the top right of the face. The face rotates clockwise which puts a counterclockwise spin. So as a right-handed golfer hits the toe of the face, because most people who come outside in hit the toe, the face rotates clockwise, the ball spins counterclockwise, and the ball will actually hook. So what Taylor May did, they said, okay, if the toe is producing a hook ball flight, if we twist the face to start the ball further right, the, the ball will hook further, starting further right and have more predisposition to hit the fairway yeah so it, will, it kind of pushes it further right so it comes back towards the original target correct so aiming. if i had a straighter face like my old callaway which doesn't have twist face it's going to start right rough hook to left rough yeah but the twist face will start right trees and hook to middle of fairway yeah but there's science behind well are you actually explaining that you are helping the golfer keep practicing bad habits. And that's yes. what swing's about. We're here to say, look, with with the twist face, I'm not going to have an opinion. I think the math works. Yeah, makes uh, sense makes conceptually sense, for sure. But understand that it's actually getting you to hit the toe more often than not. And yeah. my job, why don't we hit the, well, actually in the middle of a driver, it's just slightly up top high in the middle. But our job is about getting golfers, whether they're off a 20 handicap, 10 years of age. I've got an eight-year-old kid who comes in here who's beyond two or one day about hitting the middle of the face. Yeah. There's a novel concept. Yeah. So it goes back to the same thing we were talking about earlier, shot improvement clubs versus game improvement clubs. So we believe blades are game improvement gubs because it will improve your game. Yeah. Whereas the peripheral weighted big foam field may improve a shot, but over time will deteriorate your game. And that's hopefully yeah. a math and hopefully it wasn't boring. Yeah. I mean, it, and just to, to sum it up, it's one club in, encourages you to swing better and improve your technique the other allows you to keep your technique and you can go enjoy your round but uh you're not going to be getting any better next week no that's right so that's that's what we're about here so beauty golfers look thanks for living listening to pivot the path and remember you've got to own your swing your on-course enjoyment starts with the the work you put into your entire game so that you can absolutely own your swing so keep moving keep swinging
Yeah, don't eat too much. Not too much. You can't Not swing. Not too much. Happy birthday, Miles, for a couple of yep, weeks ago. And exactly. happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Please travel safely. If you're driving, remember, no booze. Get to your destination safely and, and really travel safely over that long weekend.